0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right
2: now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. And we are on the air live from the studios at Calvary Church, Grace FM in Aurora, Colorado. Welcome everyone listening on Grace FM live on the Radio by Grace Network live around the country uh, to our friends in Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, online on the app around the world. Uh, You're listening live. Of course, you guys on Hope FM, Truth FM, you guys in Idaho. on higher rock you're listening one week delayed we always like to mention that to you if you didn't know uh you couldn't tell uh but when you know there's something with radio in the f i think it's the fcc um if you say it's live and it's not live you have to explain it Uh, so it's part of our network is live part of our network is delayed but it is a live program so if you can call anytime the program's on the air uh in this time slot 4 p.m mountain time talk to the uh, host live and then those of you that have a delayed resp- uh, a delayed broadcast you can listen next week uh to yourself on the radio which is kind of cool so give us a call 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 is the number uh we are taking your calls and your questions I'm just really enjoying uh what God is doing uh, among us, uh talking about the things of the Lord, in these last days, you know, just really how do we uh, how do we apply ourselves? you know what is God doing? how does He want to use us? uh how can we be better men and women uh after god's own heart? Uh, what do we do with the difficulties? How do we respond yesterday, if you were with us yesterday, uh, just a phenomenal show uh with uh, some deep, deep ministry going on and again that that is uh i i was telling kevin before the program today that i think yesterday's show has to be a top 5 of the history of Calvary live just the depth of ministry flowing the presence of the holy spirit the the deep deep ministry of going to the hearts of those that called um it was a quality I mean, our sh- all, most of our shows are really good. I mean, sometimes we have an occasional arguer, or um, but most of the time you guys are uh, listening to just such a top-quality show. And remember, uh, in just in case you know, you've heard other talk shows, other uh, Bible talk shows, we are not primarily a Bible answer show. Although we do answer all our questions with the Bible, we are not primarily a Bible answer show. We don't want it to become that. Uh, there are other shows you can call. Uh, there are other uh, shows that you can uh, call for Bible questions. I mean, you, we will answer questions. Don't misunderstand me. But this is a ministry show, and the idea is to get pastors outside of the pulpit so we can just talk and we can talk things through. We may not have all the answers, you know. We may not have exactly um, what we, you know, like. We we may not know, and we'll just tell you. But we'll pray with you. We'll point you to the Lord. Uh, we will help you sort through the complexity of what sin has done to your life. Um, and yesterday was one of such show. I was just so humbled, tears. I don't. I guess that's. I guess you can judge some things uh, by the emotion. And I was just brought to tears. Um, and so much so I didn't plan on it. <clears throat> but we. I mentioned it yesterday in in our Bible study. Uh, I just talked a little bit about it because. I don't know. We just take things for granted, you know? Um, We just don't take the time to get deep into people's lives. And it's a radio show, granted, so you only have a few minutes. But even using and maximizing the few minutes to get somebody's connected to the Holy Spirit um, and let them talk about, get, you know, building a quick amount of trust so that people can talk about the pain in their lives. Um, It's one of the things that we do. And I'll I'll keep talking. I'm a pastor. I have no problem until some calls come through. 303-690-3000. You can always text me 720-336-0897. It's a 24-7 prayer line as well, uh, that text line. Uh, You can't call it. Uh, If you do call it and and you leave a message, we'll never hear it, never see it. Uh, It will not be in any way responded to. Uh, We will respond to text messages and we'll pray over any prayer requests that come through. Three seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I just sent a whole batch of prayer requests through to the staff today, uh, so we're praying actively, praying for the requests that came through. And as the days get darker, the requests get heavier. Um, but I was teaching in Genesis chapter ten last night—a uh, genealogy. You can just look it up yourself. It is a genealogy. Um, it's a list of seventy names. But it was one of the most fascinating studies. Uh, I enjoyed it. Not only seeing the it's often called the Table of Nations. Um, and <clears throat> the listing out of our common heritage and where people groups scattered from Japheth, Shem, and Ham, uh, from Noah, all the way back to Adam and Eve. Fascinating. But there's also great application. And that's what happens when you are in a church... That studies the Bible verse by verse, you just deal with it all, and you're like, "Oh man, what's well, kind of?" I'm going to skip church because of a genealogy. Well, you do so at your own peril, because God put a genealogy in there in pur- on purpose. And I just, I thought it was great personally. I enjoyed it, uh, and I had some great feedback afterwards. And just the Holy Spirit was heavy in our church last night, uh, even with the um, prayer requests, because we pray together as a church as well on Wednesdays and and our, we have one of our newest pastors Josh and his wife Becky leading our give 10 some just heavy stuff it was good 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 get back go to church get back to church join a church that is important if you're in Denver our church is on the southeast side of aurora um you should if you don't have a home church plug in get connected Let's do this. Let's do life together. It's a resurgence, a revival. I, I don't want to call it a revival. That just came out of my mouth. I would say not a revival, but a resurgence and a revitalization. Like it's it's amazing what's happening after COVID, um, after some of the pandemic restrictions and drama and all that. We are We are very excited as a church. I am personally. We've been here 22 years, experienced wonderful fruit, but something's a rumbling right now that we've never experienced before. I am personally excited, and I want to be 100% part of it. All right, let's head out to Pennsylvania. Jim's on the line. Jim, welcome to the program. Hi,
0: Pastor Ed. Uh, hey. I had a question. Uh, I really believe in the power of <clears throat> prayer, and I I pray for like all my relatives that they come to the Lord before it's too late and everything. Yes. But I, I include... Past relatives that have passed, okay, is that biblically wrong to do, or is it too late for them, or what are your thoughts on it? Is there anything biblical that like shouldn't do that? I include them in my prayers. Like I had uncles, yes, and cousins that I'm not sure, yeah, about you know if they were saved or not, or yeah. is it too late for them? Or
2: well, there's a couple of layers to that question, right? So let's deal with the easy part first. Um, it is not a biblical practice to pray for the dead. Uh, It is um, primarily a pagan practice. Um, Some cults have picked it up as well, where there's some type of thought where you can proxy uh, prayer for those that have died. Uh, So you can stop that right away, uh, praying for them. However, in its place, I think it'd be appropriate because you're concerned for their soul and you don't know the condition of how they died. Because after you you also had it correct, it's appointed once for a man to die and then the judgment. So while we're alive is the time where a decision is made to follow Jesus. And there is no second chance in that respect after death. So one of the ways you can pray is just asking God for comfort because you don't know. God, you know how I feel about uncle so-and-so, and and I'm not sure how he died, and so would you just give me assurance in my heart that you're just and that you're fair and that my uncle, when he meets you, whatever the outcome is, uh, I trust you, God, with his soul. You can pray things like that um, Mm -hmm. you know, so that you can address that concern and that depth of your life that you don't know about your relatives. But yeah, it, it is not... Um, It is not an acceptable practice to pray for the dead. There's no, there's no efficacy, um, nothing. God, God will not in any way respond to that prayer. Like it's not, um, there is no, no, no hope for any change after death.
0: Okay. I guess I sort of knew the answer, but I wasn't sure. And I never really heard anybody discuss it, you know? Yes. And uh, uh, that's why I just thought I'd run that by you.
2: But no, it's a great question. Much. All right, brother. Bye-bye. Bye. bye bye 303 is the number. You know, a serious question as we concern. I was reminded as I was talking to Jim of that time Jesus gave the true story of the rich man and Lazarus. Remember, uh, he he gives us a, a depth, uh, a view of—it's a different Lazarus, by the way, than the one that came back to life— and as he um, was giving that story, uh, he shares about the rich man really concerned the rich man had died and in his died physically, right? He left his human body to spend eternity separate from God, and he was concerned about his brothers. Uh, and so he wanted Abraham uh, to uh, go and you know send somebody to my brothers. And he couldn't go. There was no hope for him. His the his, the rich man's fate, eternity, what we would call eternity, was settled by his decisions on the earth. If you want to read that? You can open your Bibles to Luke chapter sixteen, and uh, pick up there in verse nineteen, and you can read that true story. Three hundred three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Uh, we're going to come to Northern Colorado. Coach David, welcome to the program
0: well hello uh thank you so much pastor ed i want to thank you for all of your ministry going on and the things that you shared at the beginning of your presentation today i uh, was just encouraged and i just got into my car after doing a bunch of ministry things and i thought lord i gotta just say thank you what god mm. is doing the to touch lies for time and eternity
2: you're the brother i met uh at calvary windsor a couple weeks ago right yes. yes, yes
0: sir yes sir yeah and i'm Continue. I love praying for you and all the other pastors, and I thank I thank you that God has put such a deep passion in your heart Mm. in all these years to touch. And that's what God does. He opens these doors to touch lives.
2: He does. I was just reading today too, Coach. I was reading about um, uh, we're reading. We just got back from a pastors' getaway from our team here, and we got away for a couple days for some fun and fellowship and a little bit of discipleship and I was reading we we went through a book together uh, actually the video portion of it on uh, the title of it is leading uh, like a shepherd uh, by Larry Osborne and I was reading one more chapter of it today and and he was he, he was he was saying to he was telling us that um that he, the, it starts here. Let me just read it. It says, Every spiritual leader sooner or later discovers that the story isn't over until it's over. Sinners become saints and even heroes crash and burn. And when you talk about passion and things in my life, I, I, I almost immediately go back. I started thinking like, yeah, but there was a time in my life where everyone had given up on me. And they um, and I don't mean that negatively. I just mean they look at my life and go, what a loser. He's never going to amount to anything. He's a drunk Uh, an, an idiot whatever else they would say and yet as i'm here now talking to you i'm like no the story's not over uh god can take a guy like that with passion that was wasted and thrown away in the world and through his sovereignty and power and the power of his holy spirit now you know 30 years later here we're talking i get to meet new friends like you um so at any rate i'm don't give up on people i guess that's what's been on my heart today
0: Oh, and I love that, because that's the same thing he's given me over these 46-plus years, uh, seeing God touch hearts. Because I, I came to know Jesus when I was seven for four years, reading his word every day, praying from the heart, and going to a Sunday school class. And then a rough thing happened, and I, went, I became a terrible prodigal for six and a half years. Yeah. But at the end of that six and a half years, God, he wanted to change the very thing you just brought up. God wants to help us, no matter what rough stuff we've been through, the power of His Spirit and the power of His Word. So thank you, brother, and hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.
2: All right, thanks. Bye-bye. And, of course, you guys joining us from around the country, even locally here, we're praying for the Calvary Chapel ministry. We're a part of the Calvary family of churches, and uh, a good friend of ours and his wife died tragically on July 4th. Uh, Pastor Scott Cox and his wife Nancy, uh, they died suddenly and tragically, July 4th. And now we're praying for the ministry. And that's where I met Coach Dave up in um, in Windsor when I visited the church there. And uh, we want to be in prayer for that fellowship. God's doing a great work. Windsor is a town up north uh, in Colorado, um, north up toward uh, Fort Collins. And we just want to pray. They're looking for a pastor. I know they've got a lot of support. Uh, I know that we've got some friends coming in to help them. and uh, But losing your pastor and wife suddenly, they were very beloved. It reminded me of a situation here locally in Denver uh, years ago when I had just moved here. Uh, there was a brother on the radio. Uh, we had just started radio ministry. That's how I was how I found out about him. Uh, pastor Rick Ferguson died tragically as well. And um, it's just a great loss. You know, these men... Um, uh, so quickly and then uh, Scott and I were good friends Uh, met him when he was planting I always have a heart for people planting churches and then um, I met him when he was planting and then his son Christian passed away tragically uh, back in 2016 I think it was and so we became closer during that time but the Lord is on the move and we're going to be in heaven soon enough I was studying ahead today. I was really head down all day today, uh, studying diligently uh, to get ahead and got some conferences coming up and some guest teaching. And I was just thinking about, uh, because I was looking at Abraham, I'm starting to look at Abraham in Genesis and just thinking about the faith of Abraham and how his example has radically changed our perspective on how to follow God. And if we would just... If we would just pay attention, Abraham was not a perfect man. He was not a man of stellar, you know, perfection. But he was man of faith, and he was able to persevere and endure through great failure, even sinful failure. God used him greatly. So good. All right, we're going to stay in Colorado now. Rina, I believe, is in Greeley. Is it? Is Rhina the correct?
3: Vina with a V.
2: Vina, welcome to the program.
3: Yes, sir. Uh, Hi, Pastor Ed. Um, I have a question. Um, I was wondering, you know, the Bible says that the enemy is an angel of light, but he also comes to, uh, he seeks to destroy and kill. I was wondering when God sent the destroying angel into Egypt to kill the firstborn before Israel left, was that him? I mean, because sometimes, you know, you know, the enemy thinks he's so powerful, but still God tells him what to do. Did God have him be the destroying angel?
2: No. There's no, no indication. That, let's go back and and, and just um, comment on a few things. When the Bible says that the devil is an angel of light, it doesn't say that he's an angel of light. It says that he makes himself. So it's he would be deceptive when he can transform himself into an angel of light that was that's not his nature cuz you know the the contrast between light and darkness if if the devil ever appears to do anything good it's all fake right so he's not an angel of light ever even though he can fake it sometimes does that make sense
3: so i was just wondering you know because the destroying angel came and killed the egyptians i was just wondering if it was him right
2: right it, there's no indication that it was him uh, there's really no indication that it wasn't him. However, by the evidence of the scriptures, if it was, I do believe God would have said so. That's kind of my, where I find, you know, in Exodus 12, when the, just like you mentioned, the death of the first jo- firstborn was definitely the work of an angel. Um, and even in Second Kings 19, there was an angel that put to death 185,000 Assyrians. But there's no indication, zero, that it was the devil himself. And let me just say that the devil gets a lot of credit for things he has nothing to do with because he's only one. He can't be everywhere at the same time. And he's only one created being. So the demonic realm is very active and the devil gets credit for a lot of that he has nothing to do with. Um, but you do have good logic. Uh, let me do say that when the devil comes except to kill, steal and destroy, uh, he certainly would be a motivation behind you know hor- horrific death for sure and he could um you know inspire um he could inspire the the um work of death in other people's lives but when you when you think about is you're just since the bible doesn't say and you start thinking about this you know the the angel that was sent in second kings as well as in exodus was sent by god as a method method of judgment similar to what you see in revelation and those could be good angels, too, doing the bidding of God.
3: say that because in Revelation, you know, uh, like, the, like those scorpion creatures, yeah. they're demons, but they're kind of like moonlighting for God. You know, he still tells them what to do, even yeah. though they're demons.
2: Yeah, I everything is, is under the sovereignty something. of God, you bet. Huh? Yeah, everything is under the sovereignty of God, so you're correct.
3: Okay totally cleared that up for me. Now oh, I know it wasn't the enemy. Was yeah, we don't well, I guess I didn't want to think of a good angel being a destroyer.
2: Well, the know? good angels are, but, you know, they are, they are they are they are messengers of God. So they too can bring bad news. They can bring good news, but they can also bring bad news. Uh and if victory needs to come, remember Jesus said um, that he could he could call the angels down and destroy the people in front of him. Remember? And he chose not to. Uh, He would not be calling demonic realm to do that. He would be calling the, 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 I believe, the good side of the angelic realm to do his bidding.
3: Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Great question. Really cleared a lot of things up for me. God bless you.
2: All right, bye bye. All right, three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Great, great questions uh, today. Let's go back. Oh, let's go cross country, Arkansas. Vanessa, welcome to the program. Hey, Vanessa. All right. She had a great question, and we have a few minutes um, with all lines open, 303-690-3000. Her question surrounded the topic of what are some ways to minister to her son without coming off strong? And so let's talk about that for a second. First of all, most likely the way you describe the question or the way you ask the question, it sounds like you're going to come off strong no matter what. Because the content of ministering to your son, and of course, I'd want to know how you know is it a gospel thing? is he in sin, is he rebellious? You know there's some things different reasons why you'd minister to him, but in general, you can anticipate that most likely the ministry that you're going to give your son is going to include offensiveness, which will then be interpreted as you coming off strong um You just got to understand that. So to me, what's most important is not the content that I give, although that must be 100% accurate. It's how I deliver it. Because the goal is not just to say it. The goal is to say it so that you would receive it. So I want to affirm that I care for you. I'm not trying to change your mind. I know I can't change your mind. I'm not trying to change your mind. The Bible says that only the Holy Spirit can convince you. I'm not. I'm not trying to change your mind. Therefore, that's why I, the older I get, the less arguing I do. And I'm not. I'm not going to try to change your mind. I, I love to talk to you about facts, if I if I know any facts, you know. And I like to, to, and I think this is how you approach your son, where you're exchanging ideas. There is a built-in trust on the mom. There is a track record of you ministering to him, and you know giving birth to him or those of you listening, maybe adopting or taking in foster care. Like there is a credibility that's built in. Um, I think you lead with love. You affirm love. And I think that ministering to a problematic son or daughter, we, we don't have to talk about the problem all the time. You know, we don't want to all of a sudden identify our kids by their problem. Now there's some things we can't be a part of, but there's other things we can be a part of. And you know, there's some some areas I just can't share in that sin, but there's other areas where I can share life with my daughter or my son or uh, a, a relative that I don't want to lead with the sin all the time. You know, I don't want to have to talk about it all the time. I want to just affirm my love. I want to find out other parts of their life. I want to look and be sensitive to, I want to listen more than I talk. Uh, I want to be able to listen in my listening be open to the Holy Spirit for opportunities to really capture a part of the situation, or I want—I really want to um, capture a, a a sense of of you know the reality of the situation, so that I can speak the truth in there and just be in prayer. Um, but it's a great question because more and more, you know, there's there's a lot of prodigal kids. And actually, uh, during the break, I've got a book I'll recommend on this, uh, but it's in a package. So in the break, I've got to go get that book off my shelf. I can see it right now. I've got to open the package, and I'll give you the title and the author. And actually, no, um, actually, email me. If you're dealing with prodigal kids, I've got a whole bunch of resources. They're all right here. And the book is Loving a Prodigal by Norm Wright. And if you email me, I'll send you a bunch of resources. Um, I don't know why I didn't remember that, but we, um, we had so many issues coming up with prodigal kids that we started looking for resources. So if you need resources, I have them. Just email me, ed at edtaylor.org. And I've got links here, book recommendations, even Romans Road for Kids, How to raise, Lead Your Kids in the Gospel, Message, you know, never led your kids to the Lord. Uh, One of our pastors here is an artist, graphic artist, and he put the Romans Road to cartoon um, and equip you to minister to your kids. So email me, ed at edtaylor.org, ask for the prodigal resources, and I will send them your way. We're coming up on the first and only break of the program. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church. Most likely, I'm also uh teaching pastor on the radio station you're listening to right now as well. We have Abounding Grace Radio, been on the air for 20-plus years, and or 19 years, I forget when we started it, but it's been on for a while. And we're grateful to share our Bible studies with you. And with the feedback for Abounding Grace is overwhelming, so thank you, guys. And as we head into the break, I want you to think about giving financially, to the radio station you're listening to right now um, it might be a gift of sacrifice it, it might require you to step in by faith and i'm not asking you to neglect your church not at all and i'm not like those yahoos on tv just put it on your credit card and go into debt don't do any of that but in using your resources i want when you support this station you are helping to pay the bills to keep it on the air because all these stations you're listening to they're church stations So Church Station have to pay all these bills. And I don't even like looking at the electric bill anymore. It's so discouraging. They charge so much. But it's worth it. So give. Um, We'll get back. I'll, I'll lead the next half hour with that. So we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
2: Hey, welcome back everyone to the second half of today's program. You're tuned in to Calvary Live, whatever station you're listening to. Welcome around the country. 303-690-3000, 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand. Let's come back. Let's just go right to the phone lines in Colorado here. Anne Marie, welcome to the program.
1: Yes, my, yes, I'm Anne Marie, and um, something just happened just out of the blue. Um, I need somebody to accept Christ. Yes. But then after I finish, the person accepts Christ. But then I am saying what if I don't do it right, and that person upset Christ, but it's the wrong way, and then, you know, because I I did it, and then the person said, you know what, it's so, it is so ironic that, because it's like God sent you to, God sent her to me, because that's what her heart desired a long time ago, but sure. I just... I, I, I was just talking to her, just random girls' conversation, sure. and it just blurred out of my mouth. Okay, uh, it, it's like it come out, and I just like, oh wow. After it's over, then I said, oh my god, did I, did, did I say, you know, I said, this is what I said. Do you believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead? Yes. And she, she said yes. I said, would you uh, Chris, would.
2: get her contact information
1: yes I have her number
2: good no you did a perfect job you did wonderful you know the good the good news is that all of this in leading people to the Lord or sharing the gospel doesn't depend on us it's a it's a sovereign work of the Holy Spirit and so God used words from your mouth to draw out faith from this woman to to assert to publicly um, proclaim that she wants to follow Jesus uh, and accept him as her Lord and Savior and now what you want to do is you want to help her understand what that all means you want to speak okay. to her and we have resources on our website it's under okay. we have all the all the new believer stuff that we use here at the church is online for free and okay If you go to our website, calvaryco.church, calvaryco stands for colorado.church, and I'm going to go there just so I can point you to the right place. So right on the top there, there is a tab that says next steps.
1: Okay. And I mean,
2: there's information on how to grow, there's information on water baptism, there's information on how to, you know, how to be um, a part of this church, but under grow your faith is all the information that we give to someone that communicates that they want to follow Jesus, and and so yeah, you know the the only thing I would have added uh, if the conversation is I would have talked to her about sin, so she understands she's following Jesus, but it's important to understand what she's leaving. Uh, because why follow Jesus? What's the whole point? Uh, why did he die? And I think that there's a good, you know, the Bible talks about repentance of sin. So I would want, if I had the chance, I'd want to include that. But you can include that now. Um, you, have a, you, you are building a relationship with her. You can explain to her more fully um, what it means to follow Jesus. Uh, and I, thought, I think you did a great job.
1: So oh, on the website, I can
2: find the right word to to, 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 to say on on the website. Yeah, what you what okay. you okay. what you'll find on the website is information on how to help her study the Bible, how what it means to be saved, um, books to recommend, eight-week Bible studies, uh, how to grow in Christ. I'm looking at it right now. You know, ten lessons to help you learn how to study your Bible. I mean, there's so much information here. You will have. Um, enough information. And then, and then on top of that, um, we'll have to find it, but you, it would be helpful for you. Do you, do you, have you ever heard of the, um, have you ever heard of the Romans road? No, the Romans road is a way to describe the the scriptures in the Bible book of Romans of how to lead someone to the Lord. And it's good to know that and even have it available to you uh, so that you can, hey, understand, you can explain to someone very quickly, right from the Bible, of what it means about their sin, what it means uh, to follow them, to follow Christ, to repent. uh, And it's a super great tool. Um, but I can't find it on my on the website right now, so just start on next steps. That'll give you enough information um, to start with.
1: Okay, so I have to I have to go back because I have our information okay, good. and I have to because you know it, it you know it was you know it all caught up in you know the crying and I surrender and uh-huh. then right good. away, as I said, I didn't know. What, what you know is it's like i was having an outer body experience at that mm-hmm. time and i was like i couldn't wow. reach for my bible my phone or anything cuz as i said we're just having girls conversation and then the it just come to me and says you know are you saved and from there it just you know just lead into into this so <laughs>
2: you did great yeah. trust me you yeah. did great and the more you do it the better you'll be.
1: Yes. It's, it's my, I, I won't say it's my first time, but I, I don't know, you know, the way, the the, the the right thing. And then I was like, God, you just use me, but I don't, you know, I I, I am an humble person. I always, the one that hide in the back don't want to say nothing because I don't know the Bible too well. I'm learning the Bible and I don't, you know, so when this coming out, I was like, oh my God, did I just miss, This leading to somebody to Christ. That's why I call you because I just want to make sure that I didn't lead her. You know, I want I want her to be on the on on the team. I want her, and she really accepts. But I can go back and give you the information that you are giving me. Yes. thank you so much, because that guilt just come over me, but then mm. again, I said, I did something right because yeah, if it because that's why the guilt come because I just did something right if it if it wasn't yeah. if I didn't do anything right, this feeling wouldn't overtake me, and all you all your messed up. Well, how dare you? how dare you mm. t- bring bringing somebody to Christ, and you yeah. yourself don't even know. But then then again, I said, yes, yes, I did it. I did it because of that, because the enemy come like that. And I said, yes.
2: No, fantastic. I think you did great.
1: So much. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.
2: 303-690-3000 is the number. Very encouraging. 303-690-3000. Taking your calls. And your questions. Let's see where we are. We are in Colorado, still in Highlands Ranch. Ama, welcome to the program.
4: Thank you, Pastor, for all that you do, and everybody that teaches. Um, my question is: um, I know somebody that's going to going to go to. School their church school to do uh, prophetic school. Okay, going to take them about eight to twelve weeks to complete the course. Okay, and, and my question is: Is it biblical? No, or it's
2: it n- n- no, it's not. It's nonsense.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> it is. It is taking something that's beautiful and wonderful that's led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, because the Holy Spirit does give the gift of prophecy. There is uh, operating in the prophetic. There is a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. I just taught on this two weeks ago, three weeks ago in our church, um, what the gift of prophecy is, how does it operate. Uh, it's speaking forth the Word of God, but you don't need 12 weeks to teach someone how to abide in Christ and create some some weird uh, manifestation of walking around like, um, you know, like I'm the prophet and I know everything, and you can come to me, and it's all nonsense uh you know, it's just there is no such thing. you don't go to school to be a prophet
4: they It's like they have two people in your that are hello,
2: yes, you're still here,
4: yeah, two people that are uh, uh, already are the teachers. So you'll be there, and then they will tell you the Holy Spirit is telling me that uh this is what you've been going through, and this and that, so they too want to learn how to uh teach that way
2: yeah it's 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 fake, you know there's a lot of people that do that, and um you know i think uh let me let me i'll I'll test it on you okay so we'll pretend here i'm I'm totally pretending. Um, I think, um, Ama, I think you are from another country. Are you from? Are you from another country?
4: Yes. Oh, look!
2: I was. Pro- I can. I'm a prophet now, and then, you know, I know we. I know we joke about it, but right, that's. And then, if I can watch you, and I can see your body language, and I can see, you know, whether you know if you're. Or, um, in, it, if you have dark skin, then oh, you maybe you're from the African continent. Oh, how did you know? You know, like it's just <laughs> manipulation. And I don't. You know, so let me be clear here, just because I know I'm speaking pretty strongly on this. The reason I'm speaking speaking strongly on this, Amma, is because I'm watching a lot of people get ripped off by this nonsense. Even strong believers, people standing up and prophesying about Trump and President Trump, and and they're wrong. They're saying wrong things, they are not saying the truth, but everyone's going, but oh, you don't understand, you know, the prophet, he knows so much, and he has so much right, and, and it's just not true, because the Bible says. Um, the Bible says, the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or he who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die, of course, that's Old Covenant, right, in Deuteronomy, um, but there is a, the point is this, there is a strong condemnation of people that say I'm a prophet, but God never sent them. They're not speaking the truth. And in the old Testament, you know, they thank God they're in the new covenant that Jesus took that death upon themse- upon himself. But this false prophecy, we're not to follow them. We're not to listen to them. And we certainly aren't, and not to go to to school to learn that. And, you know, I, I I'm sure that your friend is has good motives. I'm sure that your friend wants to be used of the Lord, um, but your friend is being taken advantage of.
4: Okay. Thank you very
2: much. Okay. Thanks for playing that little game with me too. <laughs>
4: okay.
2: All right. Bye bye. Yeah, I, this is such a, a serious thing uh, that I wrote a couple articles about it on my website. Uh, edtaylor.org just go to the search and put the word prophet in there's three or four articles i wrote on this topic with a biblical uh you know undergirding to it as well as the bible study i taught but i think i the latest article i wrote was 10 uh reasons uh 10, 10 signs of a false prophet or something like that because i'm tired of hearing it and i'm tired of people arguing trying to argue with me about it and like you don't understand this is this is a prophet and you know what about the New Testament prophets? Well, the New Testament prophets operated in the gift of the gift of prophecy, not the Old Testament office. When it says in Ephesians chapter 4 that God gives prophets to his church, he gives men and women prophetesses the ability to speak forth the word of God, to speak forth the word of God. Why? I'll tell you why. Because God wants those with a stronger personality perhaps to use his word, not some weird prediction, but to use his word to, for three purposes. And so this is the, the purpose in First Corinthians chapter 14, verse three, um, that he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation and comfort to men. That's the purpose. Those are the reasons not to draw people after themselves, not to build YouTube ministries, not to sell books, not to predict elections and the downfall of the world and write a book. Um, Yeah, I just, it, it, I know I'm taking a strong stand on it, uh, but, but because it ticks me off. I mean, it's been, I I just don't, the, the Bible couldn't be clearer. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Let's see who's next here. Maybe we have open lines. Uh, we do. Open lines. 303-690-3000. Gives me a couple of opportunities. I know you guys express your love and appreciation for the show and the ministry. Uh, and and so I'm just inviting you to participate by supporting the station that you hear this on and can I just speak to you, Grace FM folks, for a minute? Um, I I really do believe God has used Grace FM to radically transform Denver and radically transform so many lives, maybe even yours. And we have a program on our website called Grace Partners. Um, our new station manager, Joshua, uh, started this uh, a new Grace Partner where you can sign up for a monthly and you can read it, you, you know, depending on what level that we have gifts and encouragements to stay in touch with you. Uh, and we have ongoing bills. So what that does is it just helps the ongoing income for the radio. So I'd encourage you to do that. Uh, if you're listening by Radio by Grace, uh, go to their website, support them. If you're listening to Hope FM, go to their website and support them. If you're listening to Truth FM, go to their website and support them. Hire Rock Radio, support them. The whole point is we're not, I'm not asking because I'm speaking and I can be real passionate about this because God used me uh, as a leader to help bring grace FM to Colorado and helped our church fund it and, and buy it and all of that. It's I'm passionate about radio. I don't know if you could tell, I believe it is one of the most powerful tools, even though we have other tools now, you know, we're, and we're using them all, um, our app, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, TikTok, whatever, Instagram, all of them, we're using them all. Um, However, radio is powerful. It's personal. And something happened during COVID that has given a resurgence to to radio. Um, The highest level of listeners in many years, all the articles I read, because I keep up on the radio business side of things, um, unbelievable. And you, listening to my voice right now, have been blessed by radio. So please make a monthly commitment, a gift of any size, to your local the the station you are listening to. I don't want you to support our station if you are not listening to our station. However, if you are in Colorado, or you are connected to us by the app, I am asking you to support Grace FM. Absolutely, one hundred percent. It's nothing like K Love. Those guys are multi million dollar. It's nothing like that. So don't confuse some of the stations that do begathons and just ask, 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 ask. We are nothing like that. Um, we are churches that run a radio station, and we're non-profit. So any of the re- extra resources go into fixing things, building things, buying new stations, um, any of their extra resources. Because some people go, but Ed, you, what if the, you have all the bills paid? Why do you keep asking? Well, because it's a bigger, it's bigger than just paying the bills. You know, for us at Grace FM, we want to buy one more station, and there is never one available. Although I'm praying about a station that i um, might have come available in Colorado Springs and Pueblo. I'm I'm very curious, but the um and just I know we're just talking like I'm in your car with you or whatever, but like I I subscribe to this list, but since I don't pay for it, I have to wait two weeks in order to see this particular listing. So I'm just praying. And that's okay because the Lord just says, okay, just wait it out. Don't be impatient. And I believe whatever station God has for us, he's gonna give it to us. Um but I am a little impatient. But he did that with this station. He did that with the station in the Springs that we own. And I think of the story. I mean, we're going to have to have Bill Gem on once, Pastor Bill, so he could tell us the story of the Radio by Grace Network. And then we have to have Bill. I think we're going to spend some time talking to Bill Lubkeman, who has um, the station in Hope FM. And here the the guy's a genius. You know, he's he's helped uh, radio stations that cover millions and millions of people. And I just want your faith to be built because maybe God's calling you to step of faith and it may not be as dramatic, you know, but it doesn't matter. It's all proportionate. So it's not like a dramatic thing. It's just proportionate. God's going to call you to step of faith. That's going to be a big step for you. With all that said, support local radio. Please do it. Mike, Aurora, Colorado. Welcome to the program.
5: Yeah. Hi pastor. This hey. is Mike. Yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, uh, I caught the end of. Uh, you were talking about uh, the Daystar Network and some of the other deals, and I missed what you were saying about that. Okay, I just wanted to know what your feeling is on uh, this, and I can tell you mine. But
2: uh, yeah, I'm just, just generally want- not supportive of Christian television. Um, I mean, they do have guys like you know reliable guys like David Jeremiah, Greg Laurie, um, people that are systematically teaching you the Bible. I support, um, you know, because you can't, here's the thing about teaching through the Bible. It's very hard. Uh, I mean, it's possible, but it's very hard to teach people through the Bible and fake it, like, and make things up, uh, and twist the scriptures. It's much easier to twist the scriptures when you don't really even use your Bible and just say, oh, this verse and over here and thus say it, the Lord, and, and look at my studio and look, if God, I have so much money, God must bless me. And you know, it's all that nonsense. So I generally, that's one of the reasons why I think for six or eight years we had Grace TV here locally in Denver. Uh, it was a over-the-air station. Uh, we wanted to buy it, but the guy that owned it sold it out from under us. So I was kind of bummed by that. Uh, but we had a over-the-air equivalent of Grace FM, where it was just Bible study and worship 24-7 uh, on a channel that you get with regular TV. And you, you know, our philosophy is you can trust every single teacher on this station any hour of the day. Um, but you can't do that on so-called Christian television. It's, it's mostly faith uh, preachers, prosperity preachers, and the popular ones like Osteen or T.D. Jakes. or they, they don't teach the truth at all. Zero. You know, Kenneth Copeland, all that nonsense, Creflo Dollar. I mean, you can go on and on. Just don't trust them. Don't, don't recommend them at all.
5: Okay, but yeah, you know, I try to to sit, look for sound sound doctrine, sound teaching, and it just doesn't seem to me like there's a lot of it on any of those stations. There isn't. So that's why I kind of I kind of stay away from it. You know what I mean? And and it just seems to me like there's just more about about uh, you know the prophecy, and I mean it's in the Bible, but that just seems to be their focus. It's a lot of those stations it's prophecy and signs and wonders and things like this, and I don't believe that the Lord. I think he wants us to have a heart for him and learn the, you know, what he's got for us. You know, that's the way I see it.
2: Yeah, and I think you know prophecy is important. So I, I don't necessarily look at these guys that mass, you know, that that really spend a lot of time. There was a brother uh, on Daystar uh, in the evenings, a real trusted brother in the realm of prophecy. He just went home to be with the Lord. Like I, we at Calvary are very. Uh, very in tune with emphasizing prophecy because two thirds of the Bible is prophetic when it was written. Like it, it is two. I think it's two thirds. I I may have one quarter, maybe one quarter of the Bible. I I don't remember the the ratios off the top of my head, but m- uh, there is a lot of prophecy in the scriptures. So we want to be able to give that, but in the context of the new covenant, you know, things you can get extreme with anything, even good things. You know, it's possible to get extreme, but Man, I can't remember the brother that was on, uh, but he is solid. He's from Liberty University, and um, and so, but I do I do have to agree with you. Some of these guys, that's how they c- get your ear, and then they just hype it up, and um, you know they and and yeah, I could say a lot, but I think I've said enough.
5: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I just wanted to get your feeling on that because I I, I kind of missed what you were saying there here a while back, and I just wanted to get your feeling on that, and I kind of agree with what you're saying. So, I yeah. thank you for taking my call.
2: And just think, just when you think about that, pray for, uh, because you're in town here, pray for a resurgence of Grace TV. And I know we can do it online. I know we could do it on Roku. We can do a lot, but that's not what I want to do. I think we need to be all the channel surfers and the people that are watching TV, because TV, again, another resurgence with COVID. A lot of people are watching, and the prices of cable, they're going back to antenna, all these channels, and I just... I want God to give us a TV station. If He gave us a good TV station, we would be good stewards of it. We would use it so that we could. Because you know, my mom, she was watching Christian TV before she passed away, and it just all messed her up and confused her. And it just ticks yeah. me off.
5: Exactly.
2: Okay, all right, Pastor, brother.
5: I will be praying. Uh, I will be praying for that, and I thank you for for taking my call.
2: Thank you, Mike. All right. Okay. God bless you. Right. Bye, bye. Hey, we're back in the Bible this weekend at Calvary. Whether you're here in the Colorado and you can be here physically, I met a family last week, I mean, last night, just their second time here. So encouraging to hear their story and um, adopting four kids, and they have four kids of their own. It was fascinating. I just love life stories. I love them. I'm not so excited about painful stories, except you know because it's painful. I don't like to hear how you're hurting personally um but i do like to hear how how god's grace um is woven into i mean I, I i love people's stories it's always a bummer to hear the pain but it's good to get it out isn't it and and it's okay because you're going your stories then going to become a uh interwoven with the with the grace of god and the goodness of god and i love to hear stories uh, cuz all of us have pain you know, don't everybody you you meet, everybody you come in contact with is dealing with something. Believe me, dealing with something. So I want to invite you to Calvary Church. You guys can join us from out out of town as well by just following us uh, on you know whatever social media you're on. We have a whole team of people that work on that every day to keep you communicating. One of the best ways to communicate with us is through our app. Uh, And so just go to your app store and put my name in it, Ed Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. And the reason why we have my name attached to the church is because there's like a thousand Calvary churches, but there's only one Calvary with Ed Taylor on the radio that we can know of so far. So you can search by my name. It's a white app with black letters. Download it, turn on notifications. If you already have it, you're not getting in notifications delete it and re-download it and then when it pop up says do you want to be notified say yes because we just got a new team member a new brother that joined our team that's been taking care of all those notifications um, and he's been doing a stellar job we love to communicate here I mean we're in the business of communicating right and we love to encourage we love to communicate and I'm going to invite you to church we have Saturday night service at 6 p.m. Sundays 8.45 10.45 uh, and we'll be here um together uh growing in the grace of God and we're going to be looking at the spiritual gift of teaching the spiritual gift of teaching and that's going to be a glorious time where we're going to learn what it meant those of you that have the gift of teaching it's pretty encouraging so with that in mind, we're coming up to the end of the show. appreciate being a part of the, your life, a very small part of the huge work that God's doing in your life and you know it's a glorious time of how God is growing us in grace together and just think about it you know we're we're talking about the things of the Lord together and um, being able to um, learn what it means to be encouraged by the Lord talking through the scriptures. These are conversations around the dinner table. These are conversations after church. Like last night, you know, we all closed the place down as they're turning out the lights on us. And we're just talking about life and the things of the Lord and weaving the word of God together. And it's not as complicated, just like the sister, sharing the gospel is not as hard or complicated as it might seem. So we just want to keep encouraging you Uh, and that you might grow in God's grace. So God bless you guys. Calvaryco.church
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in
3: next time for prayer and God's Word.